0: I think it's going to be interesting to see what the world of TikTok looks like in another year or two because I absolutely believe that is the next big platform that's growing.
1: What's (laughs) shaking? Welcome back to All In. (laughs) Today we have part two of two on an amazing guest that was on. And she's brought a friend today from Eastern Tennessee, a friend, a colleague, because this is Amanda Poplin. If you listen to part one, That's awesome. If you didn't go back and listen to it after you finish this one, because both of these episodes are amazing and share these with tons of people. That's what we ask, because that's how we grow. That's how we continue to impact even more and more people and help out this amazing, amazing world we lived in. We lived past tense (laughs) like we're dead. Maybe we are. But hey, Amanda Poplin. Welcome back.
0: Hello. Hello. Hello.
1: And Jennifer Willard. Good to see you. Thank you. It's fun. I got the Eastern Tennessee part right, didn't I?
0: Uh, yeah, you've yeah. the East Tennessee,
1: yeah. part, right? Yeah. <laughs> really cool. I, I like that. So, what I have about you, Jennifer, is that you study transportation, but you know you really, you're really in the marketing arena, right? And you're this is cool. You're a graduate of the Disney Institute, right? As an as a Disney Imagineer, was that also yes. marketing for them, or what did you do for the Disney Imagineer stuff?
0: I didn't even know this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's like a secret intel that you don't even have. Apparently. In there. <laughs> So, yes, I've been here in the Myrtle Beach market for a while now. Um, I have a very diverse and different background in marketing than uh, your normal person who just stays (laughs) in one industry. Um, I did start my career off in public transit. I actually went to college at CCU for elementary education. And while I was there, I started working at the transit authority and thought, well, hey, okay, maybe I'll stick with this for a while. (laughs) Um, So, I actually went to the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee for degrees in public transit management and rural transit development, which is a very unique industry mm-hmm. I worked there at the transit authority for six years and then I moved on to hospitality and tourism with Ripley's Aquarium and all the believe it or not properties here in Myrtle Beach wow. worked for them for yeah. a couple of years as the director of marketing and then after my stint at uh, Ripley's Aquarium I moved on to Medieval Times dinner and tournament <laughs> which as we know is a national brand dinner and show and I worked at Medieval Times uh, as the director of marketing as and sales as I call myself the marketing princess uh, for 10 <laughs> years at the castle here in Myrtle Beach so I worked at seven of the nine medieval times national locations um, as the marketing princess um, <laughs> and then after that I moved on to the resort industry with Blue Green Vacation which is you know national timeshare brand and Merle Beach is one of their biggest markets in the country um, so I was over five resorts here as well as uh, managed several welcome centers and a lot of different associates in marketing and sales and and development and um, then moved on to Beezer Homes in real estate and construction so now We have started our own (laughs) digital marketing fund, and I'm like the marketing behind all of that. So I have a diverse background in marketing.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm floored. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. To to summarize, Jennifer knows her shit.
0: (laughs) Yes, pretty much. (laughs) Wait, are we allowed to test on podcasts?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just tagged. That's all good. Yes. No, that's incredible because now now you're doing all the digital side of things. So, So as you kept going, but in that whole thing, you didn't talk about being a Disney Imagineer. How did you? <laughs>
0: oh, sorry, I forgot all about Disney Imagineering Academy. Yes, Disney uh, Disney Imagineering program was one of the fun things that I thought along the course of my way would help um, develop me as a marketing and uh, creative engineer, and uh, would help diversify my career. So, yes, I actually went to the Disney Institute. They offer a variety of different classes. You get mouse ears with little graduates on them uh, at the end of this program. So um, that was a fun creative course in marketing uh, and strategic <laughs> development, as Walt Disney says the. Um, the way to make it happen is to just do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Bob Chappick? Do you hear that? I don't know if you follow that these days. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's, <true>. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm a big Walt Disney fan too. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's why we just
1: called out Bob because I don't like him. <laughs> Anyways, that's awesome. So digital marketing, you know, there's a lot of misnomers about this that that exists. You know, even yesterday, because it was a, I was at a client's on the cyber. I was there to just talk about some of the cyber stuff, right? Because they're they're shifting directions. It's a law firm. They want to streamline, do do a whole bunch of things. They've been using the same platform for ten years, and this poor dude. I mean, he's been a client for ten years, right? And he's had a lot of insider threats. Uh, and you know, even one good. of the stories from him is actually in my book, Situational mm-hmm. Ethics. You know, mm-hmm. from an attorney that was trying to siphon off case files to launch her own firm. She her own firm failed before, but then she was trying to use this to jumpstart another one. It was so cool because I mean, we had screen recordings of her entering in a credit card number to purchase a Dropbox subscription on her own to upload all these files. You know, she was just she's done, disbarred. You know, it was awesome. You know, th- um, that, <laughs> that's a, oh my god. Oh, there's no oh no. I I mean, she, she crossed the line. There's no, oh no, it's like, sorry, you messed up. <laughs> you know? So and that's what we do. But I feel sorry for the dude because he's had this happen a couple of times. We won't talk about if he's oh, attracting gosh. this or not, but he went, it's like, you know, I've got five years left. I'm like 62 years old. And you know, what I've done all these years is start to, you know, get my name out there. It's PR. I need PR. That's I hired these people for PR. I'm like, dude, what does PR mean to you? And he goes through this long 10 minute explanation of stuff, like leaning over, talking quietly. I'm like, I thought you were like a, a wolf in the, you know, in, in a jury trial, come on, speak up. That's what I'm thinking while he's doing this. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> but then he's like, I got it. I'm like, so to summarize your 10 minute rant, you receive referrals from colleague attorneys that generate you revenue. So you need to keep yourself in front of them and top of mind. He's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so that's I'm like so in one sentence, right there. That's what PR means to you. Cool. He's like, yeah. And then I think we need to use LinkedIn because it's free and we're missing out. I got this list of five hundred names. You know, I've got a thousand connections on LinkedIn. I'm like, a thousand. That's it.
2: <laughs> he's all right. Ends like, yeah. up dismal then.
1: I know, right? And he, <laughs> but then his wife's in the room too, and she's like, yeah, I think be, I don't think LinkedIn matters because it's just all of his, you know, his friends and everything. I'm like, here's the deal nobody under the age of 40 knows you exist because that's what uh, uh, the people that you want, uh, you know, that's great because all of your peers are your age, man, you know, and that's okay because you've got good friends, but they're in like their years to where they're thinking, I got one year left, five years left, two years left in this. I'm like, everybody under 40 are people that can look up to you and be like, oh man, I want to be like you someday. And then they're going to refer cases and make money because they keep as personal injury he keeps a third plus case expenses right of the settlement a referring attorney keeps a third of the third so they still make money it's really cool yeah how that works yeah so if it's a one million dollar settlement he keeps roughly 350k the referring attorney gets a little over a hundred in for not (laughs) even doing the work that's how this structure works yeah so like, like
2: multi-level marketing in the simplest form. I know, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Well, so, that's what my, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm trying to explain this concept. And I, as I said this, because one of the things that I love about what we do, you know, outside of the cyber stuff is we were going through this and like defining our purpose and our core values and everything. I'm like, we like to create holy shit moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then- it, at this table, his wife goes, holy shit, you're right. Nobody under the age 40 knows he exists. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, that's what LinkedIn is for. So then I just kind of walked him through these things. You know, but what's your experience, Jennifer? I mean, you guys have a digital marketing agency. Is that your biggest hurdle is education?
0: Yeah, yeah. Education, education of the client, like, oh, know. yeah, educating the clients. Absolutely. I'm a huge believer in LinkedIn. I, if you check my profile, I have probably 7,000 plus connections. Um, I, I have so, like 200, I think. You <laughs> need to get on that <laughs>
1: no, part one. Amanda really just like drops her props all over the place for real, it just, just incredible, just like a huge download of cyber knowledge. It was intense, it was amazing
2: yeah yeah oh now goodness. you know the reason why i'll you have 200 people <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you're in the cyber space. i'm in the public relations and i need to be linkedin realm <laughs> That's
1: true. if you go watch that one on youtube too because uh, amanda came on the uh, episode one because amanda came on like d- totally sweaty like just came in from a run or something like that popped in her air she's like all right rick let's do this let's go <laughs>
2: I really was sweaty. It was
1: horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer, thank you for letting us have some fun. (laughs) please continue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think that educating our clients on the values of a variety of different marketing channels, not just LinkedIn, but every marketing channel that's out there is absolutely a challenge. A lot of people just do not understand the value of, um, of LinkedIn and of what it can do to bolster your career as well as your identity. In fact, one of the things I did while I was on coronacation last year was worked on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> and it was awesome. I was adamantly you know making connections, uh, doing online training through LinkedIn as well as uh, a lot of posts, and you know just connecting with other business entities that I could gain knowledge from
1: that's awesome I, that's, yes it's it's really the b2 b platform so <laughs> from digital marketing sure you get, do you get into LinkedIn at all or do you, are you mostly on like facebook twitter, Instagram for what you do for your clients <laughs>
0: For the clients, it's mostly Facebook and Instagram. I mean, there's and we always strongly recommend uh, LinkedIn, especially for that B two B connection, because as you said, it is a B two B platform. It's not necessarily the same as trying to connect with consumers on Instagram, um, but a lot of businesses don't understand why it's such an important uh, platform to be on as well. I mean, there's validity to LinkedIn, and there's validity to the connections and the the business relationships that you can garnish from LinkedIn. So. Um, but most of our clients don't recognize that and always, you know, it's Instagram and Facebook, which are obviously the two most popular platforms.
1: They are. has the landscape of Facebook and Instagram changed over the past year? Cause I, okay, I got shadow banned like three times last year. On Instagram, you know, because I, 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 what's that face for? I don't want to know
0: what you were posting. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty hard to get banned.
1: (laughs) And I got action blocked a few times also, but no, I I filmed a movie Liberty Lockdown. (laughs) You know, and it it was a documentary during the pandemic. This is what I was doing. You besides on the weekends, (laughs) it's bad for me to be stuck at home. This was April. I was stuck at home. I'm like, I bought timeshares and clothes online on the weekends in April. I got to get out and do something. So I made a movie. I made a movie, Liberty Lockdown, all about government overreach. You know, and and the inconsistencies of response with, hey, dude, who's in the background? I saw a dude walk by. Hi,
2: Carl. Hey, Carl.
1: What's up? (laughs) Good to have you on All In. Hello. I know,
3: right?
1: But why I got shadow banned was because of this content, because we were promoting the film. And the film was about right. government overreach. So everything started getting tagged with that little CDC, you know, disclaimer. And we weren't even talking yeah. about the virus. That's the thing. The movie wasn't even about the virus. It was about the government response to this entire situation. You know, right. but, but that's what, I mean, uh, even with ads, with dollars that we were spending, it was only showing my paid ad revenue to my existing following, which was stupid. You know, you'd look at you know, the insights and would say 0% or sorry, 100% were already following Mr. Rick Jordan on there. Yes, like, wow. hey, son of a bitch. Then I got action blocked and all this other stuff, but there, there's rules, right? There's these unspoken rules, you know? So what have you seen around this and how do you, how do you play nice to, 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 to where you have get you resolved for your clients?
0: I, we've never been banned hey we're doing something right if we're not getting banned That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think staying away from politically hot topics and other things um, like that keep you out of the banned realm yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. um, in any platform that you're using um, I, you know there's, there's um, analytics and um, you know features in there that automatically just pick up on certain words no yeah. matter how you use them um, it's a flagged word and then all of a sudden you're on the you're going to get banned list. right? <laughs> so I'm um, definitely seeing yep. a lot of changes, but most of the content that we post is not necessarily um, related to any social or political ties. So I think that's probably one of the reasons we haven't had a lot of banding or flagging on any of our content.
1: Well, yeah, that's good. So what, what have you yeah. seen from a success <laughs> part point? You know, cause uh, do you have a specific industries you typically work with?
0: We work with all yeah, of them. yeah I mean we work with a variety of different businesses um, from e-commerce platforms from you know leather stores to, CD, to uh, CBD to uh, water sports to um, so we've got everything from attractions and retail to you know other types of businesses that are just online um, and I think that you know as far as the ads as long as we uh, create dynamic content that doesn't cross those lines into the political realm or doesn't include other things Um that are hot topics you, you know you don't get banned so <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you saying i did something wrong by just saying hey this uh, is what
0: <laughs> maybe
2: <laughs> i mean they do have that they do have the checkpoint now like so when you go to an, and there it will say is it a sensitive topic please pick it i i mean maybe that's what's kind of like giving it you know because you're trying to be honest i guess so maybe that's what tick in the box might might, <laughs> might help it get in I don't know shut down faster. Yeah, um, it's,
1: um, from what I saw, <laughs> and I, I'm just trying to stir the pot a little bit because I understand that straight up that those are not the platforms. If you want to have awareness or reach people, those are not the platforms really to have that unless you're part of a of a legitimate political campaign or something like that. You know, to where the, I'm sure those pages, those profiles, have very special treatment. Versus like versus an indie filmmaker that's, putting stuff out there to the public for <laughs> just to try to bring some truth to the world.
0: You know? Well, if you didn't notice on the politics this last year, everything started popping up with the, you know, have you gone to vote and all of those kind of things too. So fa- Facebook has definitely changed the dynamics of how they try to engage with, um, with consumers and people using the platform from a political standpoint too. I was tired of seeing the notices. Did you vote yet? Well, Hey, I mean, of business. Okay. It, is a gener- it is a
2: generation that does eat Tide
0: Pods. So, yeah, well, you know, you I know. think all babies leaving the hospital should get their own iPhones. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, so with you on that for real? Because <laughs> you know, now my twins. You can are four-
0: them, they can talk to you. <laughs> yes,
1: right on. My twins are fourteen years old, and they got their first iPhones when they were seven. You know, so seven oh, wow. years ago. Yeah, really, Great. really, really young you know, and I was a good dad too, because I waited until they were 13. And then I'm like, Hey, for your 13 year old birthday, we're going to get you Instagram accounts. Let's get you on there. You know,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank
3: <laughs> you popular. Yeah. Right
1: on. But I mean, I even, you know, talk to them about, about posting consistently because the algorithm needs to depend on you in order to show sure. your content out there. You know, I look at the hashtags, all that. And then at some point we can do mm-hmm. things because they're awesome. I mean, you know, they see me, they see all our guests on the show and everything, and they get ideas. I mean, my son is a business plan already my daughter has a business plan actually my son has like three different business plans already that he wants to chase after wow. it being 14 years old you know it's really cool but i'm like hey that's impressive thank you <laughs> they're, they're awesome yeah it's
0: just right. impressive to see kids with goals
2: uh, that's <laughs> yeah. A, yeah i mean and especially business plans i mean that's great do they write it in cursive
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, that Google, awesome. Google Docs yeah that's okay. <laughs> it's
0: true it's true it's true we need some legal Zoom Amanda <laughs>
1: <laughs> we outsource what we don't care to do ourselves there we go right right yeah, well
2: that's how it goes is
1: it yeah but no they, they got on Instagram and the, you know they're, they're doing consistent things it's just a typical you know 13 year old 14 year old account right now but it, at some point it will have a purpose to it you know but right now it's just teaching the consistencies in the algorithm and it's awesome to see them use this, you know, the shifts that you've seen in Facebook, but you talked about, Hey, Facebook is getting involved and saying, Hey, did you go vote? Isn't that just a data collection tactic?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah, I think there's deeper tactics. Too, I, do, I, I, agree I think too. it's a data collection tactic. I also, you know, think that it's, um, an engagement. I think there's a, a multi mm-hmm. multi-level Prongs to the attack of what they're trying to do with that information. I question it a lot, (laughs) and I I think if we were like just into it, we probably hurt our heads so bad.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yes. it does hurt, <laughs> you know, when you think about that stuff.
1: <laughs> we'll get to the logistics after a little bit of a rant here about what you do. But okay, on this, talk, like, the did you vote, right? It was a, it was about a month or two before that. But another thing I saw on Facebook, it was asking me, it's like, hey, how are you feeling today? Do you, are you experiencing any of these symptoms? Or, yeah, for please, COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was like, please answer, even if you're feeling healthy. Or it was like, have you gotten an antibody test? Have you gotten a COVID test? You know, all this other stuff. I'm like, you just just want more data, you know? Because this thing came about, and this is a good topic for tech for both of you too, because this is a shift, right? Because you can go on Instagram, you can go on Facebook, and you can see all these digital marketing gurus that exist out there, right? And none of them, not none, but most of them are not worth even the money that they spent to even put that ad in front of you. To begin with because they don't know what they're doing but now they're really really screwed after just this past ios update right because apple's really locking down on privacy on the phones (laughs) you know so what's the transition with that because i there's been heated battles over the past six months between apple and facebook you know how has that affected your business and what you do
2: my phone just died
1: (laughs) Oh, we got (laughs) you. I can hear you. Can you hear me?
2: All right. Can I hear you now?
1: Yep, we can hear you. Yeah.
2: Okay. My phone just died. I forgot my phone was dying. I'm so bad at that.
1: Whoops! It's okay. We got you.
2: Does
1: it sound better now? It's a a, a little underwater-ish, but it's okay. (laughs) We'll work through it. I can hear you. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. I just couldn't hear you.
1: After that, it was so weird. So weird. No worries. No worries. Did you hear my question by chance? No, unfortunately, we didn't. Oh, No problem. So the the past six months, there's been this huge battle between Facebook and Apple Mm -hmm. around privacy, because Facebook, of course, makes all of its money off of ad revenue. And then there's Apple over here that's saying, you know, they're trying to Uh, I swear it's just positioning. That's all that it is, you know, which is good because they're starting to notice, hey, people are collecting my data without me really giving consent or they're not really being transparent about it. But guess what? Apple got in trouble for that many times, too. Uh, uh, But now Apple's saying we're going to introduce all these features because there's things on your phone called the device ID, which tracks Mm -hmm. you, you know, and things listen to you. We'll just put it that way. And then they show up on Uh, your Facebook feed as ads. You know, yeah. so there's ways okay. that Facebook has tracked these and you know this. Can you help everyone who's listening, what, you know, what was the Facebook pixel does that even apply? Now, how do you target people? How does somebody get targeted for these ads in the first place?
2: Um, I mean, I noticed like especially because I actually just did a series of, of Facebook ads for um for a client and um I really didn't actually have any difficulties targeting um, the people that they were looking for. Nice. Uh, but I did go, you know, by age, um, and it does say by preference, um, you know, just because they might, you know, they might, their their cookie data. So everything that's kind of like on the back end um, is not, you know, probably as well as, you know, as available as it had been before. Um, you know, the Facebook realm is still, is still, the algorithm's still there. I mean, people are, they like stuff. They're, they're going into that, into that you know that whole arena just the way you would if you were going to google and uh typing up searches and
0: um i haven't noticed a lot there's a lot more breakdown in the demographics and market Mm -hmm. segments that you can now select for any particular ad content now that they have the new ad center um, there's um and i did a series of campaign ads for another client um leather specifically which is a very yes. specific demographic yeah. I mean, you know we're talking bob yeah women's of all this kind right. of stuff you know road week bike week um, so breaking it down to people who ride motorcycles who love leather who you know are interested in those specific topics there's a lot more um breakdown options as i would, as i'm looking into the dynamics of it now and with the Pixel implementation on Facebook, I always have to ask myself when Apple does something, if that's so they can outdate Apple 10, 9 phones, because it tends to lock down right. some of the older versions of the phone when they implement a new operating system. It's like the old computers that you have can't read any of the new files. Right. the new computers, you have to read all the old stuff. And so yeah. when you've got an older Apple phone, is that a way to, you know, you know, you know kind of eliminate those from the system? Um, and some of the elements that, you know, Also, you know, legitimately, some of the um, elements that they had in security features are not available on a 10 that's now on the newer version of the Apple phone. So I think the new pixelation um, is definitely a, a controversial kind of thing. And I mean, it is a process to make sure that your pixels are in place with the website and that all your algorithms are in tune with your ads so that you are hitting the right audience. Right.
2: So I mean, it's, I've seen the code. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I looked at the code briefly. I didn't look at it in depth, but it looks like the same thing that you would do. Um, kind of reminds me of like, just uh, you know, like one of those tags that people had um, if you wanted to run like, a specific campaign. Yep. Uh, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Um, that was just me glancing at it, though. Um, yeah. And I wanted to know, did it shut down any of the old Apple sites. That's what <laughs> that's I, <is laughs> I want to
3: know. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: sure, you know, yeah. Did we break the internet? <laughs> uh, uh,
1: this is ever shifting. And I mean, just by the sheer amount of knowledge you just hit me with, you, you know, the, that's the differentiate, the differentiating factor between you and all these other digital marketing gurus that exist. Because to me, yeah, there might be some element of trial and error, but all they do is trial and error. I don't think they're really looking at data, you know, and I've dealt with digital not. marketing agencies like that too, because unless they can bribe you, if you're working with an agency unless they can provide you with hard data to make the decisions based off of, they're just guessing, right?
0: Right. Yeah, you got to get granular with who's your demographics, who's your client. The closer you can pinpoint, um, the to, the you yeah, are. the better you are. I mean, I you know being in, we'll just use you know the construction industry and in new homes. Oh, I'm working God, with yeah. a client whose home started a half a million dollars. So when you look at what potential market segment of consumer can afford those level of homes, I mean it's a very specific demographic. Right. And the more granular that you get with uh, selecting your demographics, obviously, uh, hopefully the higher odds of your campaign results will generate. You know, a better ROI.
2: Yeah. And I, and I pretty much, I mean, I don't like, I don't, I couldn't even imagine running anything that was not specific. Um, Oh, my gosh. And then just perform
0: so poorly. Yeah. And I try to get super granular when um, I look at the different types of consumers that I want to add into a campaign set. Um, so, that you know, I, I understand what is the price point? What is the age group? What is mm-hmm. it? Is it females? Mm-hmm. Like, is it people with an active lifestyle? What are the unique sales points that will attract that particular mm-hmm. consumer to the ad creative as well?
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of like you know, I can't even like it. to something, but it's kind of like, you know, Hey, I kind of want to live in the beach, but all you're getting is mountain homes, Yeah. And, you know? So, you know, and I do, I love geofencing as well. Um, I, you know, I still think that's just, you know, it's just such a unique, it's such a unique thing. And I don't think they have actually, I don't think those have suffered really since, um, you know, with that secretive tracking, Um, you know, (laughs) I mean, because in all fairness, it wasn't like I I knew that Bob, you know, that Barb Barker was like sitting at home in his underwear. Um, and that I know that he likes, you know, eating, you know, ho-ho cakes or whatever over an operation. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't like I could get down, you know, you could get down to that. I mean, everybody had an identification number. You know, it's not like I have a secret book that had it all, you know, had everybody's like, you know, tracing number, you know. But, um, you know, Google, the analytics, they did update to the G4 property, um, you know, so that was rolled out in beta, I think, at the beginning of the year. And then, um, so now they're just automatically converting um, all the sites, you know, over to that. I feel that that is a better, is a better data set than than what the previous one did. And that's supposed to adhere to, you know, to all the security regulations and, you um, is it's privacy. The one thing I do miss is my news popping up I'm on my Google Chrome. I don't I've got to go fix that. <laughs> I mean
1: <laughs> you gotta get yeah, your news. Yeah. But, I
2: mean it really hit every every point that I liked. I mean it had computer stuff, it had, you know, just like I could have just anything and everything. And, and I didn't have to go search it. Now I can't, now it's not on my Google
1: Chrome. Yeah, so. yeah. There's the limitations on that, sure. It's, you're a little more private than what you used to be, which is cool. The, yeah. You s- talked about geofencing, and I think that's huge for these, too, because I've seen this be a miss by other digital marketing agencies with the geofence. Because if you're a dentist, let, let's use this example, you're mm-hmm. trying to drum up business by bringing people in for cleanings, you're not going to have people driving 100 mm-hmm. miles. <laughs> to, to come to your dental practice, you know that's, that's, a, that's like common sense stuff here. But then I saw something on, on a Facebook group that I'm a part of. This is in IT, right? And yeah. there's a there's this guy out there getting a bad rap. I won't say who he is on the show, but you know, afterwards I will regarding you know IT firms. But in a in this group one of them was talking, one of the actual IT business owners was saying that they paid somewhere around, like ad spend was around 600 bucks and they got 65 leads out of it. And there were so many people that were saying, you know, this was their their campaign set, right? They had $600 in ad spend and they got 65 leads. Of course it reached thousands of people with that tens right. of thousands of people, but they got 65 that responded to this ad. So 65 actual leads to call on that said they're interested. So I'm looking at 600 bucks and they're like, Oh, geez, I would never spend that to get that amount of leads. And I'm like, guys, that's like 10 bucks a lead. Are you kidding yeah, me? That is- that's actually really, really good <laughs> to pay 10 oh, bucks to dear. get a legitimate warm lead in your hand. Now, I
0: always say what's really important is how many of those leads are conversionable. Yeah, how much they close. Yeah, yeah which you yeah. know ends up being real business, lead. Yeah. Exactly.
1: But, yeah. but out of 65 leads, let's say you set an appointment with 20% of them. That's 12 right. appointments-ish, right? 12 appointments ish.
2: That's, really that's really a statistical rate. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. Right on. And then you go down. Let's say you close twenty percent of those, or let's say you even suck and you only close ten percent of those. That's one to two closes on a contract. Okay, that's a, okay. you know at somewhere between thirty to seventy k a year for a managed services contract, and you paid yeah. six hundred bucks to get that revenue. Come on, much. yeah.
0: Well, when, when you break it down, when you break it down to that, it absolutely makes sense. Sometimes when people see the bigger. The bigger spin, and they're like, oh, just like what you said. The reaction is, yeah, that's not that good, when it really is. That's when you have to get down to really breaking down the numbers and the dynamics. Yep, yeah, for
3: sure.
0: I, mean, uh, I feel bad, that, you know. I actually had a client one time. They were
2: spending. I, my face went completely numb when I when I finally like pulled all of the data from their from their ads. And this is like circa 2000. I think it was like 2013. So it was a little bit more difficult to kind of like compile that data. So I got really good at it and I learned that they spent four hundred uh, almost five hundred thousand dollars um in between Bing and Google ads that year and only forty thousand dollars of that What was generated. I yeah. that was I've never seen anything uh, that's today. when you're in the negative. Yeah, I was yeah. like you're I was like these people need Jesus. I mean they don't need me. <laughs> you know unfortunately, I wasn't equipped for it you know it's the first time I ever got fired by a job but um you know but I, I mean I've never worked with anything so astronomical and it wasn't like they were selling you know I mean it was like fences you know yeah. stuff that you order from online and you know have shipped to your home. so I've just I've never seen anything as bad as that today. it was just for horrible. sure
1: on the dollar side so let's go back to the example of a dentist right you know from a digital marketing perspective you know because I, I that is a typical ad that I know exists you know hey come in for a cleaning or something like that you know here's a twenty seven dollar cleaning when well, normally it's like two hundred bucks whatever but there, it's it's uh called a loss leader in business right they're they're losing a little bit of money on it just to get more people in because they clean them they x-ray them then they find cavities and it's like oh you need some more work we need to drill you know all these other things right the loss leader gets them in the door you know for something like us when it's online there's also a lead magnet which could be a swipe file a a pdf or something like that in our industry but that that initial offer is a, a loss leader typically you lose money on it to gain more money on the backside. you know what's a typical spend for someone that's never been in that. So let's say it's a single dentist or something, you know, because everyone here's a question I know a lot of agencies ask well, what's your budget? And the answer is typically, well, I don't know. I've never done this before. <laughs> Can't you tell me what my budget should be? Where do we start? How do we go? How do you start with those, those virgins in the digital marketing space? Um, so pretty much everybody that we have ever worked with. Well, I mean, <laughs> as I always say, it depends on how much full throttle we exactly. want. Exactly. What's your level of expectation?
0: I mean, if you expect us to reach 10,000 people in a day, then, you know, you have to have the budget in place to reach 10,000 people in right. a day. Yeah. I mean, my first question normally when they say that to me is, what's your level of expectation, and you know how how much business do you realistically want to generate in a specific period of time? Let's set some goals. Let's say we want to have 50 leads come in, and you want to have 20 conversions out of those 50 leads to so how many people so it's just breaking down the numbers and figuring out where is that spend but on average i mean a good place to start with the digital marketing spend for a brand new client mm-hmm. somewhere not even going out full throttle on the gates is probably around five hundred dollars in my Project, opinion to, yeah just to start out with a simple campaign that has to depending I, what their goals yeah. are again i mean my
2: yeah. prerequisite is if you don't have decent seo um i really i really will not i won't take you on um, cause I'm like, well, you're just going to give me your money at this point. And it may or may not work. You know, there's like, there's several different factors. Um,
0: yeah. Well, that's when infrastructure right. the infrastructure around what you do needs to be in place as well. Right. A lot of people don't realize that, Hey, run a Facebook yeah. ad campaigns. It's not the end all be all to yeah. your, you know, to your, um, to your ROI and to what you do as a company. That yeah. if you don't have the proper infrastructure all the way around from website to, all your social media channels in line that you're not doing yourself any favor with your digital imprint online.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean there's so many because there's so many factors that go into that now. I mean Google, you know, constantly is changing the algorithm. Um and then when they did the one like about three, four years ago, that really kind of screwed me up. But um and it, I I know it screwed a lot of people up. Um and it was very difficult to understand. <laughs> I was like I had to actually reread it three or four times just to start understanding it. And um and now it's just content is king. You know, it really is. It's like, you know, they mm-hmm. look for. You know,
0: anchors um, having more than 500 words on, I call mean, it, like, shot video shot pictures. Yep. That's like, I mean, it's shot content. I mean, that's what it's all about yeah. nowadays. We don't pay attention to things that are normal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we all pay attention to things that aren't normal. That's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all pay attention to that weird stuff, but my page yeah. like normal ad. Ah. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was a, I, I don't know if somebody sent me a meme or something like that at one point in time, you know, but, on instagram you know in order to see some of these uh some of the posts you know a lot of these large accounts you know i'm talking like millions of followers on instagram that are posting these videos the humorous videos you have to follow them they're private accounts right so you have to request so i'm I'm assuming that's it one of them was kids getting hurt that was the this profile and I don't know. Cause I go through, cause I don't, you know, I've got almost 300,000 followers on Instagram, but I only follow 300 something, you know, because when I go on, I like to engage with things that actually interest me. You know, I, I don't go on there to, to meme or anything. I, I I'm there to connect with people there to almost do a lot of one-way communication to say, Hey, good job. You know, read my comments on things, all of that, my DMS. And this one, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen this profile ever to my knowledge and it came on today, but that was the thing it was like somebody was like jumping into this ocean or something. And, you know, it's a thing where, to where they like slip back and they crack their head on the dock or something like that. You know, I was like, Oh God. So, so then I go into, yes, I go into the profile that's all that, you know, people like raking their backs and, you know, doing the, all this stuff. I'm like, unfollow please. You know, the, but, then, but that's it. It's like people pay attention to stuff. That's not normal. No
0: well I like teaser videos. I was serious. I think that's what's made TikTok so popular. You know, that's right. Yep. <laughs> You've looked it. At- the weird videos on TikTok that oh, make no sense, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I have enjoyed a few hours of that. <laughs> 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 I've trailer trash, yeah,
1: you, know right. <laughs> you haven't seen Trailer Trash, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, no kidding. <laughs> One of my favorites, if you can find it, it was like it, it was this woman. She was like, "I got three looks. It's all I know how to do." It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm a mom, a homeless man, and a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> she like did all these three things. Like, you know, like sweatshirt for the for the mom or something like that. Yeah. Or, I don't know if like the mom holding pads. <laughs> That's I got my team telling me where it's at right now too. I saw this thing, but then she goes like total, like hot dress for the hooker it was hilarious. That one I yeah. died, but it's not normal, but it caught my attention. Yeah.
2: You know? I've never seen that many people actually do lip like lip syncing as I really should say so very well, you
1: know, yeah, no kidding. I, my girl
2: sounds like a guy, <laughs> you know? vice versa or, you know, or the dogs, yeah. you know,
1: uh, let's talk about TikTok real quick, you know, and then there's also Clubhouse that I want to talk about because the, the, the big three, you know, the big four, if you include LinkedIn, right. You know, I'm mm-hmm. talking about social media as if it's the airlines now, but of course you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, which are really Facebook because they're owned by Facebook, yeah, yeah, Twitter, LinkedIn, but then you've had a couple others, like Parler was last year, you know, and then of course they got killed off by, by the reasons that you would expect, but then there's, you know, Clubhouse pops out of nowhere right and clubhouse started to take off but then you saw their downloads in february just freaking tank right like like go way way down and the the agency i was using the branding agency because we hired a new firm around uh february this year it was around that time or something but they're like you got to get on tiktok you got to get on clubhouse and i'm looking at these things i'm like that looks like a waste of my time you know (laughs) and uh, i've been in some clubhouse rooms with some pretty cool people but then i look at how you have to be successful on that like you got to have your phone on all day long and you know just to be in these rooms i'm like it's like (laughs) i'm doing things here like i run a real business i'm not looking to be a clubhouse star you know (laughs) so what outcome are you looking for here you know and that's another thing but where where are those going do you see you know clubhouse is a big one there's been big articles in entrepreneur.com about that where's that one going where's tiktok's future you know do, do they even matter when it comes to like the the big four that exists right now
2: well, that TikTok. I do think TikTok will
0: be nice. You know, well, around. TikTok has taken such a strong yeah. hold on the younger generation. The you know, between generation. yeah, between that sixteen or, or fourteen kind of to mm-hmm. twenty something age, and then the older generation. It's funny the demographics when you look at it because then Twitter, even within itself, is a whole nother animal, as I call it, on a social media platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a lot of celebrities on there that are huge tweeters um, that don't necessarily do TikTok videos, like the celebrity status hasn't reached TikTok in my opinion yet. Twitter's still the place to, and Instagram for for celebrity kind of posts and celebrity content if you're looking for that level. TikTok hasn't quite gotten there yet. I haven't seen the quantity of celebrities and stuff no, you're absolutely <laughs> so I, I think oh. it's just... Uh, you yeah. see
1: Kevin Hart trying to do some stuff. but
0: Yeah, and, but and that's amazing because
2: Kevin Hart does everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. <Yeah>. still... Well, <laughs> he's on phone <Spive> all day. <laughs> he's on his, he's out a lot too. Like, I just wish I can have him, I can drop my body off with him and let him work it out and just return it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: Funny. But I mean, inevitably I think TikTok actually is a platform that is starting to take yeah. home, um in the newer, in the younger generation and, with some of the older generation too. Um if it's the grandkids and <laughs> you know, so because somebody's obviously gotta push that content on them. Um so uh, you know, I think it's gonna be interesting to see what the world of TikTok looks like in another year or two because I absolutely believe that is the next big platform that's growing.
2: I mean I'm in I'm impressed just by the like the stats that I've seen just with the ads. Um I mean I can't mm. wait till Kim Kardashian gets her TikTok thing. Yeah, <laughs> no I'm yep. actually surprised she didn't put those pants on. <laughs> and, you know, then everybody, even men would wear those. Even men would be wearing those things. The white leather chaps? No, I'm talking about the butt, the butt, um, the butt waffle pants type.
1: <laughs> Those Amazon ones?
2: <laughs> Are they Amazon? I don't even know. I thought they were, yeah. But, they like, everybody was buying them. Yeah. And, yeah, like, everybody... And I actually saw one person who did not need to buy them, did not help, did not help them. I was <laughs> you know, the one person today
1: that I
0: had seen. I was like, man, that really well. Oh, and that's me.
1: great. Yeah. <laughs> that, so,
0: that clubhouse, clubhouse is not one that I've been particularly um, active in. Right. Now, but again, Uh, TikTok to me is where is the platform that I see that's really taking a launch uh, in comparison to some of the other options that were out there. And for whatever reason, TikTok is is just taking its hold. Yeah, I mean, they're
2: selling powerheads with beans in them, you know, and they're (laughs) sold out of it.
0: I'm like, where do you get more of those?
1: Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) In some of the circles that I'm in, Clubhouse is really. Taking a hold amongst like the, it's really an incestual community. It's like the entrepreneur community, like online coach community. And yeah. that's why I see a lot of the, you know, almost like the, cause there's also even like, if you want to call them pseudo celebrities, but they're almost like seminar celebrities. You Know in, in the business world that that's where they're, yeah, that's where they're really known is within the seminars, but that's about it, you know. And the, so they're going on Clubhouse, and of course, they're selling the coaching programs, you know, or d- digital marketing stars are on Clubhouse too. You're missing out, girls. Come on now,
2: <laughs> We're okay. let's put that on our list of uh, stuff to do. We'll Clubhouse is. <laughs> <laughs> No, because we'll try the
1: most special needs ones. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point, too. I mean, maybe we can end with this, too, because it's uh, how do you determine who you want to work with? Because there's somebody out there for everybody. Hey, you like that cliche? Right. So some people will go to these gurus and not get any results. But you've got to be selective with who you work with, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm way more selective. <laughs> <laughs> We're
2: so selective. We only accept a special clientele. And they have to have the worst things have happened to them in the whole entire world. Oh. And they show up broken and they ex- and they're broke because they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and they want us to make miracles happen with half of that. If half of that, maybe a third of that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so are those yeah. the ones you turn away or are those the ones you take in?
2: Sally, <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> man. She's, she's the worst That's why I was like, we can't, I said, both of us cannot do this. Like, this cannot be her fate. (laughs) I was like, I thought I was bad, but she, she, she takes the cake.
0: (laughs) I was like, I just throw (laughs) Skittles at her. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So you're looking for those, I mean, and this is typical in this industry too, in the digital marketing spaces, people will spend a boatload of money with, with lots of different agencies, I've been that person, you know, and not, not see the results. And then, you know, there's no focus on data. There's no focus on the actual outcomes. It's just like, hey, let's just throw some ads up there and guess at the whole thing. And it's you know, what's
2: amazing to me is like just how, you know, because we are, and you know, because we're, we're around the same age. Like we're, she's just a couple of years older than me. Um, <laughs> um, but, what? But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. We had, we had you know, we had to work like really, really hard, you know, and we had to be really like what, ten times better than most people. So so there's not a lot of people who actually have the caliber of talent that, you know, that Jen and
0: I can both you know, well, in, and, in my selection process, Amanda, I and we are very selective about who we work with for sure. I mean, there's some, there's some clients that we've had to say, yeah, this is just not really our cup of tea, or not an industry fit for us, like, for right. whatever the dynamic reason might be. There's been things I've turned down because I said, I, you know, I just don't feel like this is in my wheelhouse, and I can't give you the level of you know expert opinion and advice that you're seeking for this. So I think uh, we definitely try to be real honest and real open with the clients and make sure that whoever we take on yeah. from that point, we are able to generate the type of results that they need, that they're, whatever they're doing is within our wheelhouse and that within our capabilities and that whatever product that they're offering is something that we feel good about, you know, pumping out there and promoting and, you know, as I say, throwing skills at it. <laughs> I, mean,
2: yeah. I mean, we've, we've taken, a- rainbow. taken on sports <laughs> clients this year. I mean, you know... I don't, you know, I don't watch football or basketball or really anything. I just Actually. like, I just like the
3: players.
2: was <laughs> 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 really well informed. I mean, and then we, you know, we have a male, a uh, male clinic client, you know, and they sell, you know, they sell the,
0: uh, the life of an alpha male. So, so you know rejuvenation. <laughs> yeah. She was quite surprised when we got in there talking about all this stuff. I'm like, no, I know all about that. And I was just like, What? How do you know all about right. like,
1: that? Why would you
0: want to know? That's funny. <laughs> we definitely try to make sure that we completely understand our clients and that if we do selective work with someone right. or you know that we have a good understanding, good grasp on what their what their what their product is, what they're trying to do, what they are trying to call And it's unique. It's a unique program. Like we're just unique in that
2: sense. Like everybody's individual. You don't get cookie cutter box stuff, um, which I think is, you know, just really the downfall of the digital marketing realm. Um, Cause there's so many, I used to just have fun with the kids that would call me and be like, really? Oh my gosh. You're telling me i have traffic driving away from my website. Is it said on page
3: one?
2: Yeah. No, 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 it's page five. It's yeah, that's the reason why it's there. It's like, please leave me alone. I was like, go read a book. I understand what you're saying.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. And
2: and there are so many people that are actually selling these services and making a lot of money and they don't have to produce or show anything. And uh, Jennifer and I sit here and we're just like, that's all we, that's all, you know, if we can't, if we can't get the results that we want to achieve, you know, we'll go, "Mm," then I just don't think this is going to be a good fit. And, um, you know,
0: well, clients do have levels of expectation mm-hmm. and they want to see their ROI, whatever their yeah. investment is. So it's important here you know, as whatever we're performing, whether it's postings, content development, press releases, event, um, event facilitation, that whatever we're doing is acceptable and able to produce the level of expectation mm-hmm. that the client set for. I mean, she sold, she sold out cat CBD pills, you know? yeah. <laughs>
2: You know, why do kitties need yeah. Apparently, they do. <laughs> and, and the woman was sold out. Like she said, she she was like, I don't even know why we're selling out. Like, kitties And then, you know, coming to find out, she went back to the post and she had first thought about cat, and she's
1: like, oh, okay, that works now. That's awesome. Thank you for focusing on results too with that because that's another thing that I see, you know, and there's not many out there that are that way. So I appreciate that because you're right. I've experienced that too myself with a branding agency or a digital meet digital media agency is there's no focus on results for the most part it's just we're just going to do this stuff you know and just because we need to do this stuff yeah that's cool what's the outcome the outcome's what i'm going to dictate here because i'm the one that's paying you to do this you know what what are my expectations i love that thank you both for being on amanda and Thanks. jennifer Thanks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah good to see you